0: This is Robert Conrad. This Cleveland Orchestra concert is available on demand thanks to the support of WCLV IdeaStream members. I'm a member, and I hope you'll join me today. Click Donate, and thank you. Richard Strauss turned to the works of the great German writer and poet Johann Wolfgang von Goethe frequently throughout his life. In the final months of World War II, as the great temples of German and Austrian culture were reduced to rubble, Strauss again looked to Goethe. He would have been familiar with the writer's meditations on change, the metamorphosis of plants and the metamorphosis of animals, and he was particularly struck by the poem that begins, Nobody will ever know himself, detach himself from the ego of his self. But he tries every day what outwardly finally clear what he is and what he was what he can do and what he may do these texts by goethe the operas of richard wagner and a phrase from beethoven's third symphony eroica all resonate within the ever shifting lines of strauss's metamorphosen layered together they eulogize the austro-german culture that strauss had venerated contributed to and now had lost through the tyranny of war and the brutal and German regime. Richard Strauss was 80 years old, and considering both his mortality and legacy when he wrote Metamorphosen. Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart was only 35 years old, but considering some of the same eternal questions when he wrote his Requiem. Mozart had become ill while working on a commission for a Requiem Mass, and the composer wondered whether this would become his own Mozart was well acquainted with the traditional funeral mass, but he brings a deeply personal intimacy and anguish to his requiem. His last masterpiece, left incomplete at the time of his death, is filled with invention, drama, and poignancy, as if he too is striving to define himself, what he is and what he was, what he can do and what he may do. I'm Bill O'Connell, and this is the Cleveland Orchestra on the Radio. Even in our fraught present time, it's hard to grasp the dimensions of death and destruction in World War II. Between 1939 and 1945, millions of people died, and beloved cultural institutions were destroyed in bombing raids. For Richard Strauss, hearing news of the destruction in Munich, where his father had played horn in the court orchestra, he wrote, I am beside myself. There can be no consolation. A few bars of music Strauss wrote in mourning for the bombing of Munich grew into the long elegy he entitled "Metamorphosen." He pointedly indicated that it was for 23 solo strings, not for string orchestra. In other words, a piece of chamber music with an implied intimacy of expression. About that title, according to Merriam-Webster, Metamorphosis, means a change of physical form, structure, or substance, especially by supernatural means. And the work's themes are certainly subjected to constant change and stirred together in counterpoint. This produces ever-shifting harmonies that seem like a ray of sunlight one moment and deep gloom the next. As for the themes of this piece, there are allusions everywhere to masterpieces of German music. One melody, however, stands out, it's a brief descending scale that appears almost subliminally throughout. But near the end, Strauss quotes it outright. It's a phrase from the second movement funeral march of Beethoven's Eroica Symphony. Beethoven dedicated his third symphony to the memory of a great man. It seems likely that Strauss felt he was composing this music in memory of a great musical culture. There is no escaping the deep sadness of it. Coming on stage at Mandel Concert Hall is Cleveland Orchestra music director Franz welser most to open this concert with Metamorphosen by Richard Strauss. Franz Felsermost led 23 solo strings from the Cleveland Orchestra in Metamorphosen by Richard Strauss. The world premiere of this music was on January 25, 1946, by the Collegium Musicum of Zurich with conductor Paul Zacher, who had commissioned the work. The Cleveland Orchestra first played it in October 1969 led by then-music director George Sell. The orchestra's most recent performances of Metamorphosen were in the fall of 2011. Franz Welsermost led performances in Cleveland, Paris, and Vienna. Franz Welsermost is in his 21st year as music director of the Cleveland Orchestra. With his contract extended to 2027, he will be the longest-serving music director in the orchestra's history. The New York Times has called the Cleveland Orchestra America's most brilliant orchestra under the leadership of Franz Welsermost, praising the ensemble's virtuosity, elegance of sound, variety of color, and chamber-like musical cohesion. You can revisit selected orchestra broadcasts at WCLV's Cleveland Orchestra On Demand page. You'll find the link at wclv.org. The Cleveland Orchestra has a new Loyalty Rewards program for patrons. Examples of Loyalty Rewards include behind-the-scenes experiences and prizes. Find out more about the TCO Rewards at clevelandorchestracom rewards. After a break, the second half of this concert, the Mozart Requiem. Stay tuned. This is the Cleveland Orchestra on the radio from Mandel Concert Hall at the Severance Music Center. I'm Bill O'Connell. In 1791, the final year of his life, Mozart received a mysterious commission from an Austrian aristocrat to write a requiem in memory of the Count's wife. We know he offered Mozart a considerable sum, paying half up front and promising the rest when the work was completed. Mozart finished his operas La Clemenza di Tito and The Magic Flute before turning his attention to the requiem in the fall. But by November, he had fallen ill and on December 5th, he died with the work still unfinished. His widow, Constanze, was anxious to see its completion. She asked Franz Savar Sussmaier, one of her husband's pupils, to undertake the task. Sussmaier proceeded to carry out the instructions Mozart is said to have provided on his deathbed, singing phrases to Constanze and colleagues, including Sussmeyer. Ever since, The musical world has tried to establish how much of the Requiem is actually Mozart's work. It is impossible to know. What we do have in Mozart's handwriting is the first movement introit, the vocal parts and bass line of the Kyrie fugue, most of the Dies Irae, Mirum, Rex Tremende, Recordare and Confutatis, some of the Lacrimosa plus the Offertorium. Sussmaier claimed sole authorship of the remainder of the Lacrimosa as well as the Sanctus, Benedictus, and the Agnus Dei. In the final section, Lux Eterna, Sussmaier recycled music from the opening Introit and Kyrie movements. Although Mozart probably did not intend the first and last movements to be identical, Sussmaier's decision does give the work a well-rounded, unified musical design. A newspaper in Salzburg reported that Mozart had said, as he was furiously working on the composition, quote, I fear that I am writing a requiem for myself. Yet at the same time, this work in many ways represented a new beginning. It contains many stylistic elements that Mozart would no doubt have developed further had he not died just weeks before his 36th birthday. Baroque counterpoint meets an almost romantic sensitivity here in a completely novel way, a tantalizing glimpse of where his musical genius would have led. Instead, this masterpiece was left to others to draw upon its power and sublime beauty. <laughs> Cleveland Orchestra music director Franz Felsermost is back on stage here in Mandel Concert Hall at the Severance Music Center with the Cleveland Orchestra Chorus and our soloists. Siobhan Stagg, soprano, Avery Amarov-Alto, Benjamin Bliss, tenor, and Anthony Schneider, bass. Now, the Mozart Requiem. Franz Welser-Most led the Cleveland Orchestra and Cleveland Orchestra Chorus in the Requiem of 1791 by Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart from the edition of the score completed by Franz Susnay. The soloists were Siobhan Stagg, soprano, Avery Amaro, alto, Benjamin Bliss, tenor, and Anthony Schneider, bass. The Cleveland Orchestra Chorus was prepared by Lisa Wong. The premiere of the Mozart Requiem took place in Vienna January 2, 1793, 25 days short of what would have been the composer's 37th birthday. The first ever Cleveland Orchestra performance was in November 1964, led by then assistant conductor Robert Shaw, who had turned the Cleveland Orchestra chorus into one of the finest all volunteer choral ensembles sponsored by an American Symphony Orchestra. Bows now for our soloists. Soprano Siobhan Stagg is from Australia and she has sung around the world. She participated in staged performances of Mozart's Requiem at Aix en Provence. Contralto Avery Amaro hails from Jupiter, Florida and made her professional debut at the Metropolitan Opera in 2016 in Puccini's Manolesco. This concert was her debut with the Cleveland Orchestra. Tenor Ben Bliss earned the Metropolitan Opera's prestigious Beverly Sills Award in 2021. He has sung in the Magic Flute and Don Giovanni at the Met. And bass Anthony Robin Schneider has also sung in opera houses around the world He is a trilingual speaker, German, French, and English, and is a citizen of both Austria and New Zealand. Lisa Wong was appointed director of choruses for the Cleveland Orchestra in May 2018. She had joined the choral staff in 2010. On this program, music director Franz Welsermos led performances of Metamorphosen by Richard Strauss and the Franz Zawert-Sussmaier edition of Mozart's Requiem. My commentary was based on notes for the Mandel Concert Hall program book by Amanda Angel, David Wright, and Peter Locke. The audio supervisor for the Cleveland Orchestra is Gintas Norvila. The associate producer is Daniel Wright. At Mandel Concert Hall in Severance Music Center, I'm Bill O'Connell. Thanks for listening. Broadcasts of the Cleveland Orchestra originate with WCLV. Northeast Ohio's classical music station since 1962. This is the Cleveland Orchestra Broadcast Service.